Thank you so much for joining us here today. This is Rorschach, Your Reality, and I'm Hannah Hassler, your host. Today, uh, we are going to learn a little bit more about essential oils um, as we talk with Veronica Speck, our wonderful guest today. I would love to connect with you. You can find me on my website, www.rorschachyourreality.com. Rorschach is Our guest today is Veronica Seck, and she is all things oil and also monthly subscription boxes and, and lots of exciting stuff going on in her world. So I'm super excited to have a chance to connect with her today and hear a little bit more about herself. So Veronica, would you mind starting by just telling us a little about who you are, uh, what you're passionate about? Sure. So first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> um, this is, I think, like the second podcast I've ever been on. So <laughs> nice. super exciting. I have my own podcast get, called Getting Down With Her Roots. And so I'm usually on the other side of the mm. microphone. So this is refreshing. <laughs> um, so I am a women's health advocate. I have a background in public health. So and I work a lot with essential oils, natural solutions. Um, I uh, do a host, host of things, but one of them is being a yoga mindfulness teacher. So I really bring in that natural and like getting into with your body and mind aspect to those uh, real self, I call them real self-care uh, things like, you know, going to the doctor, doing your exams, you know, keeping up with all of your health and wellness instead of kind of putting it at the bottom of your to-do list what, um, and saying like, I'll get to this, I'll get to this. <laughs> and yeah. And then like, you know, and then you start feeling not so good and it keeps piling up and then all of a sudden you're dealing with something bigger. So really focusing on that prevention, but in a way that is very um, simple and like bite-sized so that's kind of what the monthly subscription is going to be when it launches. It's kind of like this real self-care kit. Um, and it includes uh, essential oils for practical day-to-day -day uses. Um, you know, our, most people know by now and understand that we are just overloaded with toxins and mm. um, just so many disruptors these days that we can it's hard to keep up so the more that we can replace in our lives to something more natural um, or something that just works better with our body that is like one less thing that our body has to really essentially battle and figure out how to how to be in this environment or you utilize it so the practical essential oil uses and then it also dives into really simple and actionable items for proactive health care and for uh, really strengthening your self-advocacy muscle because the more I speak to women who uh, have been to a doctor for whatever reason, whatever was bothering them, they just are feeling unheard and they're feeling like they're just kind of doomed. They just kind of walk on like this is, um, they feel stuck, you know, they don't feel like they have choices. So really empowering them to be the leaders in their healthcare and their uh, healthcare team and the professionals working with them are their support system, right? And they're just providing the knowledge and uh, options for this person and working together. So really creating a lot of um, a lot of empowerment there. 
Oh, I love that. And, and the kind of focus on some of that, how we're interacting with our medical system and advocating for ourselves. And um, so often it, it, I know that doctors are stressed and they have a lot of pressure to kind of move people through, <laughs> um, which means answers need to kind of be standardized and, and things are going quickly. So more and more, I feel like as a patient, you have to be able to advocate for yourself and come with some questions about specific treatments or thoughts or things that you could do because if you just come in and kind of sit there, they'll roll you in and out really quickly. <laughs> and a lot of times you don't even always feel like you had a chance to advocate for yourself if you didn't plan for it in advance. Um, so I, I love that you kind of talk about that. Yeah, and I completely agree. And you know what? I'm on, on both sides too. Like I've worked with healthcare professionals and then I'm an individual with my own health, hmm. right? And and I feel that um, it's not—it's not the doctors, and it's not us. It's just a—it's a really sucky system right now. Yes. You know? <laughs> and it, so it—it—it—we it, all need to do our part, you know. But um, so that's why, yeah, I talk a lot about really strengthening that self-advocacy muscle because. Yeah, your doctor is stressed too. And your doctor also might not know everything either. Like, there's so many factors there that um, you only, you're the only one who knows what your body is experiencing the best. And you're the only one who can advocate for it. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I looked into this, because I went through my own experience of having to advocate for myself. And that all just kind of came intuitively for me because, um, you know, when you're dealing with something, you know, something's going on and kind of someone's dismissing you and you're feeling dismissed over and over again you kind of kind of get fed up right so you start to speak up for yourself and um, I had to go through that whole process when I uh, just wasn't feeling good I was having um, tons of symptoms and nothing was adding up and like the simple um, answers of like oh you just need to eat better and exercise just weren't doing yet. And it's, it was silly because I would tell people in my life about what my doctor told me and they like give me this like, look, they're like, but you do do that. So, um, I just felt lost. So it took a lot of digging and it's unfortunate that sometimes we have to go to multiple, uh, different healthcare professionals to figure out what's going on with us and get the support we need. But it's just, a really crappy system right now. But when I started digging after like going through this whole experience and then thinking like, how can I support others with what I've been through and help them strengthen their self-advocacy muscles so that they don't have to go through this process like this, or maybe their process can be simpler or shorter and they can get an answer sooner. I started researching and really there is not much information out there on how to be a self-advocate. There's a ton of information, like say you're in a specific um, group, you know, for example, like mm -hmm. if you have a disability, there's a lot more information going on coming up with for autoimmune, um, but nothing specifically if you're just, uh, just a, a person without a, without a label in a sense, right? If you don't mm -hmm. have a label yet, those resources aren't there. No one's teaching you like, Hey, um, yeah, organize your medical documents. Hey, like before you go into a doctor's office to really optimize this time you're going to have with this individual, like have your research with you, have your symptoms written down, all these mm -hmm. sorts of things, you know, um, really also helping them feel like confident when they walk into the office. A lot of times 
when you walk into the doctor's office and you're going there to figure out what's going on with you, you kind of feel defeated already because you're like, mm -hmm. my body is again, you feel like your body is against you. You feel like, what am I doing wrong? So you're already putting yourself down because you feel like you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. So when you walk in, you're already, um, you already don't have that confidence to be able to speak up for yourself. So, you know, and if the healthcare professional asks you, like, do you have more questions and you don't have any in your head because you're already just caught up yes. in everything. Yeah. Then, um, that's like, we're really losing out on having that really, um, in-depth conversation with our healthcare professionals. Yes. I 100% agree. <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Veronica, I know that you're involved in so much as an entrepreneur. You're kind of working through the launch process with a monthly subscription box. You do your essential oils education. You mentioned kind of um, the self-advocacy, work with yoga. I mean, all sorts of things. Um, could you share a little bit about your business philosophy and what kind of motivates you? Sure. So I've been an entrepreneur. Um, I want to say, like, I feel like I've been uh, playing around with entrepreneurship for about four, about four years okay. now, but more so, more seriously over the last couple of years where um, I've started to do more in-depth work, getting clients, um, and really digging into what is the value that I can bring. So my philosophy and just the kind of the way I approach entrepreneurship um, I guess I'll start with this. I always knew I'd be a businesswoman. I knew I always have a business one day. I thought it would be after like a long career or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I always, um, I, I, I fell in love with public health in, in undergrad when I got my master's in it. I thought I would have a nice long career working in nonprofit government. Um, it did not work out that way but um, it's okay because it actually propelled me to dive deeper into um, how I wanted to make an impact. And that's really important to me is being able to make an impact um, on people. And mm -hmm. where I love to do that is helping them with their health and wellness because I know that um, you can't show up fully if you don't feel good you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really hard. So yeah, my philosophy is a lot about what inspires me. Um, I'm a very creative person and, and I love strategy too. So anytime I'm able to create something uh, that helps someone or um, create create a strategy to like kind of get from one place to another. I don't know if you've ever heard of Finder. Yes. Okay. So after I did StrengthsFinder, it was like so eye-opening. I feel like it just like propelled me so much further into like where I can serve. But one of my biggest ones is like ideation. I love ideas. I'm like a bucket full of ideas, but I can't like do them all. <laughs> um, I'm very futuristic, so I'm able to stay strategic. So it's really easy for me to like see how things can work out and how hmm. all the dots connect. So just work that really inspires me. Um, I, I never want to wake up and feel like, Oh, I have to do this thing. Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know like we, sometimes we get stuck in like bridge roles where, you know, that role is supporting us in some sort of way in that chapter of our life, but it's not forever. But 
I just, I want to just do work that inspires me. And that's what I feel like I'm doing now. And it's scary being an entrepreneur, <laughs> but it's so fulfilling that, um, and I learned so much. I mean, like as an entrepreneur, the biggest thing is really your personal development because you are your business. Mm. And especially at the beginning, you know, um, you know, every entrepreneur is different. Some build really crazy, huge corporations and companies. Some are, you know, stay solo uh, their whole lives, whatever it is. But um, it starts with you at the beginning. And uh, that requires you fully present, you fully uh, feeling good and um, being able to keep up that energy because it's just you. Yes. Oh, that's so true. And I like that idea of, you know, of, for entrepreneurs, I think especially um, when you're in that online space, like so much of you is your brand and is your business. And so if you're not doing the personal development piece, it's going to be really hard for your business to develop and grow and you kind of cap out pretty early on. So I like that connection there. Yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like um, a lot more people are dabbling in entrepreneurship because mm. they're not feeling fulfilled, you know, but sometimes, um, you know, they, they, they might not be feeling fulfilled in like, you know, their day job or whatever they're doing, but sometimes it just takes to some of that personal growth to be able to gain that energy back. Cause you, you can't just go from uh, <laughs> dreading your nine to five and being like, depleted to being an amazing entrepreneur there's like this huge this, there's just just this gray area in between you know right yes oh my gosh it is so true I feel like I'm uh I'm yeah kind of in that middle of that whole transition from feeling really depleted in a, in a more traditional job to to kind of really getting my feet under me for for my own brand and, and business so definitely connect with that and Speaking of something that lots of people are kind of dabbling in or trying out, um, like entrepreneurship, um, essential oils could kind of fall yeah. into that realm also, right? Like a lot of people are, have either tried them or are interested in them for, you know, some, some reason or another. Could you share a little bit about maybe the science behind why essential oils are helpful? Yes, and I love talking about this because... <laughs> Um, you know, it is a very, well, I don't know, things are changing, but a lot of people used to and still do feel like essential oils are very woo-woo, right? They're just <laughs> good smells, right? And it depends what oil you, you grab. You know, it depends on the quality of that oil. So uh, starting from the beginning, what is an essential oil? An essential oil is literally the essence of a plant. Not every plant has them, but most do. And it can come from their leaf, their uh, stem, their root, uh, different their flower. So different parts of a plant can have essential oil. And this essence, this essence, this essential oil is literally their life, life source. So what it does is maybe it um, makes sure that bugs aren't like attacking it or it's its survival mechanism. So uh, if you look at uh, biologically, if you look at a plant cell and a human cell, we are very similar in many ways. And so um, essential oils are extracted from plants. Uh, through either steam distillation or extraction, um, depending or cold press, depending on what kind of plant it is. And if you properly grow the plant, right, you grow the plant in its optimal environment. That doesn't mean you 
you know, go in your yard and you create the optimal environment. It means you literally go to where in the world its optimal environment is. You grow it without all the crap. Um, and you, right? <laughs> I, think, I think that's like something that we've all got to pass and we understand. Like we shouldn't grow our plants with additives. Um, and, you know, the soil's good temperature and it's harvested at the perfect time. And then it's distilled correctly. And then it's tested and bottled up and put in your hands. So that is where we've shifted. Now, the, this industry has been around for a very long time. You think about, you look at your shampoo bottle, you look at your soaps, you'll see fragrance. Now more so you'll see essential oil. But um, before, what that industry was, was all these farms across the world there was a middleman. This middleman would go to these farms. They'd buy the oil from them very, very cheaply. They'd usually, the farmer would be like, I just need to sell this because I need to support my family. And then they would sell the oil back to corporations and big companies, usually in the U.S. or other the major areas in the world for more money. That middleman would make a shit ton of money. Sorry, I don't know if I can. <laughs> and, and then like that corporation was like, all right, I bought this fragrance or whatever, really cheap. You know, a lot of people know and love lavender because it's in like every single product ever. And, you know, the, there was no testing. There was no one um, making sure that these were adultered. Like there, there was no one making sure that like this middleman wasn't trying to cut this oil with something else to make it cheaper or this company. Mm. So there's no regulations around this, right? So for oils have been used for thousands of years and for medicinal reasons, for all kinds of reasons, emotional reasons, but um, you know, then when we shifted to a more industrialized uh, uh, world, we, we've been very much so over the last 200 or so years, all about what can we create, right? Not about what Mother Nature gives us <laughs> and what works, right? But what we can create, which is great. I mean, we've created so many amazing things. Um, but now there's been a huge shift around like, well, what can nature give us again? Right. Like we need mm -hmm. to, we we're killing nature. <laughs> let's fix it. Like let's, let's, uh, utilize our resources here. So, you know, a lot of essential oil companies have come on the market and for a very long time. It was just aromatherapy, right? Like oils. We know there's tons of research that shows that essential oils, their scents, actually work with when we inhale it through our nose it works with our olfactory system which is connected to our limbic system which holds our memories and our emotions so whenever you smell an essential oil you can lock it with a certain memory and you can elicit a certain type of response so it's been used so much in aromatherapy and but now more people are using it topically which you've been using it topically probably your whole life in some sort of lotion hmm. and a lot more people are using it internally too and you've probably been using it internally too in some sort of food that has some sort of some kind of additive that is like essential oil but the quality hasn't been there so I work with doTERRA essential oils because I see them very much as a science company they do tons of research and their testing is I've never seen anyone test anything like they do. Mm. And so they've been on the market for about 10 or so years and they actually create partnerships with 
farms around the world. There's no middleman. Um, they do something called co-impact sourcing. So they ensure that this far, these farms are getting paid fairly, that they're getting the resources that they need. They're helping these areas to, to make sure that they can thrive so that they can get the best essential oil. Because if the people creating the essential oil, growing and harvesting and distilling this essential oil, like, aren't thriving, like, how do you think they're going to do day-to-day in their job? So... And then we get the oil, we test it like a million times. We even do third-party testing. Um, And then, you know, we bottle up. And wellness advocates like me educate and get these oils into the hands of many. Now, um, something that... um, you know, we, we have like a science board and uh, tons of doctors, like t- checking them out, figuring, figuring out how, all these ways to use them, which, you know, if you go into PubMed, there's already hundreds of studies, <laughs> yeah. thousands of studies on oils, you know, and on their constituents. So constituents is what make up uh, an essential oil. So they're just different chemical compounds. And we already have so much research on all of these and how to use them. So um, for example, like funny, funny story. Uh, our aspirin was created from when we discovered birch, but we were, we were not able to, uh, patent birch because you're not allowed to patent nature. <laughs> so <laughs> some really smart people figured out how to replicate it synthetically. And now we have aspirin, you know, like, so a lot of our modern medicine actually comes from what we've discovered in nature. We've just created it synthetically, usually because, one, we want to replicate it and, um, and have a consistent process. Like, you know, you get medicine or something in the, in the, you know, from a pharmacy, it's one pill to the next to the next is supposed to be the same exact thing. It's mm-hmm. created, the, you know, man-made. Um, and you know, they can make a ton of money on it because they can patent it, right? Uh, you yes. patent something these days, like you don't have to do anything the rest of your life. You just keep getting <laughs> the money, right? Which is, so there's two sides to that. But not until now, until the process, the uh, standard of testing and purity and therapeutic grade that doTERRA has created, not until now have we been able to have consistency in essential oils coming from nature to be able to use them in a medical setting. So we have organizations like Johns Hopkins and um, different universities and agencies using our oils and only our oils to test them, to do studies, and they're finally getting consistent results. Like before, they weren't getting consistent results because the quality standard wasn't there. So of course, if you have a science background and you're looking at all these PubMed studies and you're not seeing consistent results you're seeing cool results you're seeing things that like okay this could go somewhere but you're Mm -hmm. trying to replicate it and it's not happening of course you're gonna say it's woo-woo of course you are like that's the logical thing right (laughs) yes oh my gosh (laughs) yeah it's mind blown right (laughs) so um yeah, now we're getting the consistency. Uh, you know, even um, Blue Cross Blue Shield is starting to take essential oils seriously. There's chapters in, of Blue Cross Blue Shield in New York that cover essential oils and only doTERRA essential oils because they're quality underneath one of their wellness benefits. So it, it, this is definitely, um, there's a huge future here. And 
you know, we are coming across so much, um, so many different viruses and everything that's like we are not able to uh, control anymore. For example, like antibiotic resistance, antibiotics mm. for years and years were our like golden thing, right? Like antibiotic for you and you and you, and they were working, <laughs> right? Like even though our gut floras were being murdered, who cares? They were working. Yes. <laughs> Right. And now we're coming to this moment that we're like, wow, okay, these viruses and everything that it's, it, they're smart, right? They're going to keep evolving just like everything in nature evolves and we're not able to keep up. So now like something as simple as, you know, like the flu can be very, very dangerous. Right. Mm. So, um, because, because you, maybe you already had like a million rounds of antibiotics in your life and your body and the next round you take just isn't working. Like I've heard of friends that are like on their fifth, sixth round in the winter. And I'm like, Holy, Holy cow. Like, and (laughs) it's still not working and they're out of work and they're feeling miserable for like all of winter, you know, like even right now, like there's a ton of people around me, like getting the cold and I'm like, where's this coming from? But like, um, essential oils are different because, um, every drop, the chemical composition is slightly different because it might, or every bottle, let's say, because depending on when it was harvested, the soil, the environment, mm-hmm. everything, there's so many factors that it's going to consistently, if you have that standard, it's going to consistently give you the results you want, but um, something like a virus bacteria is never going to be able to adapt with it because mm-hmm. there's that light difference so very cool and very fascinating things happening right now in the central oil realm um so yeah i hope that like dispels the woo-woo-ness, <laughs> you know because i think we've made very amazing strides um by creating a standard like this and the fact too that they do co-impact sourcing there you know it, it's a company that um ensures that you know right now we're we're fighting with global warming and sustainability, right? Like mm. we're depleting so much of this, uh, so much of nature in this world. And, it, and it's, it's terrifying, right? Like I'm like even scared to have kids because I'm like, well, they have a world by the time mm. they're 20. Like what am I going to bring them into? But doTERRA ensures that like, they're not like killing off crops, you know, like for example, frankincense, the frankincense tree is very precious and there isn't unlimited amounts of frankincense tree. Like these are hundreds of years old and like they're, they have very amazing healing benefits. And, um, so in before doTERRA stepped in, a lot of harvesters, uh, weren't using proper techniques to harvest this bark off the frankincense tree. So lots of frankincense trees were dying and it was unfortunate but they didn't know any better like they, and it was also like a very corrupt system right like they're just trying to get by right and now they're here doTERRA stepped in there and they taught them the correct way they figured out a good way to do it where we're not killing off frankincense trees and everyone's getting um you know what they deserve and fair it's all fair and sustainable and it's like it's just mm-hmm. like they're doing it right. Like it's so crazy that a company can do something right these days, but they are. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> yes. And I, I hope that more and more there will be a, a greater movement back to doing things sustainably and fairly and that everyone involved in the process from the 
from the higher ups to the the people on the ground really doing the work are kind of being fairly compensated and treated right and we're using products that have been sourced in in a really positive um, environmentally friendly way so so hopefully more companies will be moving that direction because I think it it truly does make a difference both in the quality of the product like you were saying and, and also in the quality of the world we live in and who wouldn't want that yeah and I completely I completely agree and I feel like we are moving in that direction it's just really hard when um there's really large corporations that taken, have taken over entire industries that pay thousands and thousands and millions of dollars to lobbyists to, yes. to have our government be able to only back them in a way. So it's, it's, a tough, it's tough, you know, to get through that. But there's so many new um, companies coming out that do do things the right way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's, that's who we need to support. And that's who I'm seeing, like, you know, younger and younger generations supporting instead of supporting big corporations that have been for, around for a very long time that we're still, like, struggling, like, but you're not doing this one thing right, but I can get this, <laughs> like, one thing really quick and cheap from you, you know? So, yes. yeah, it's definitely, like, um, we've definitely created a very uh, easy, cheap, and... Um, inconvenient world <laughs> of consumerism so it's going to take a minute before I think we shift all the way back to something that you know might be uh, taking a little long take a little longer but there's more quality and it's done the right way yes oh my gosh um Veronica in terms of your your personal business and, and entrepreneurial journey Um, what are some maybe limiting beliefs or struggles that have created kind of hurdles for you as you're seeking to grow your business? Oh, (laughs) which ones? There's been plenty. Um, you know, one of the things that like, when you step into entrepreneurship, you realize that you, you you don't know you're going to have to tackle this. But like I mentioned earlier, like one of the biggest things is the hurdle of just developing yourself. So, um, when you're starting as an entrepreneur, it's literally you looking yourself in the mirror in the most raw sense, trying to, um, trying to get to the next step. And it's, you know, there's been so many limiting beliefs, like, am I good enough? Do I know enough? Do I, you know, is this perfect enough? Like, did I, is anyone going to care? Like so many things, like, and it's so hard and it just stops you in your tracks a lot of times um, from taking that next step. And you'll go on like Instagram or Pinterest and you'll see all these quotes of like, you know, progress over perfection and like, you know, just do it and just put it out there and all these things. But, you know, it's, it's hard because you're constantly battling yourself in your, in your head trying to figure out you know, am I doing something right? Am I doing it wrong? Like, should I tweak this? Like, should I hire someone to help me with this? Because, um, you know, nobody is born like with all the skills of how to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) A lot of people are born with like maybe uh, one of the good skills or like maybe you're a good leader. Maybe you're naturally a good leader. Maybe you are naturally a good salesperson. Maybe you're naturally good at like creating graphics or something, right? It came easy to you. But nobody is born with all the skills you need to know to be an entrepreneur. Um, so yeah, it's a complete battle of like self doubt and um, is like, um, is this good enough? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So true. 
And I, I feel like the whole the self-doubt thing and, and questioning the worth or the value or, or how good something is is definitely something that I have been processing myself. <laughs> I don't know if it's something I, I've overcome, but definitely something that I've had to, had to be kind of grappling with on, on my own journey too. Yeah, and I don't think it's ever anything we completely overcome, you know? I mean, I'm sure there's, like, super confident people out there that walk <laughs> around and they always think they're the shit, and I I think that's amazing, but, like, it's, you know, we're human, and we go through so many emotions even in just one day mm. that um, I think the only thing we can ever count on and hope for is that our, you know, one of my... Um, it was someone I follow called Gabrielle Bernstein. She says this, it's, it's not about perfection. It's about your bounce back, right? Right. Like, uh, as long as the faster you're able to bounce back from like that negative thought or something that's like throwing you off and get back on, you know, the road, uh, mm. that is what matters. It's not that first thought. It's that second thought. Right. Oh, I love that. Huh. So good. And I was just going to ask you um, kind of as, as we close the interview out, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I would say my biggest piece of advice, whether um, no matter what part of your life you're in or what you're trying to do or accomplish is um, always put yourself first and I know this sounds so cliche but it's so true like you have to put your health and your self-care first and I'm not talking about that self-care that like I'm gonna go get a manicure because I mean <laughs> I'd love one I, I can't tell you the last time I've had one but I'm talking about that real self-care like I have a 6 a.m meeting tomorrow I have to go to bed by this time so I can be mm. fully present and like fully there not just for the meeting but also just like me feel good, right? So really putting yourself first. And um, the more you're able to pull your put yourself first and do that real self care, that is the more you're able to show up for others, show up for your dreams, show up for yourself. Mm, ah, that's so that's so perfect. And I think showing up for yourself, you know, is kind of themed throughout the the whole interview here from the beginning and self-advocacy and, and finding ways to speak up for yourself and, and finding ways to, you know, kind of have a voice in your own system or in your own wellness and your own health. And, um, and I, I think that it boils down nicely to, to truly caring for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You wrapped it up really good. <laughs> it's well, definitely at the end of the day, that's all it is. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Veronica, thank you so much for taking the time to come on today. I've loved speaking with you and, and you shared so much of value, um, especially about the, the oils. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. And I'm excited to, uh, hear, you know, hear what uh, listeners say about the episode, you know, feel free to let us know maybe on Instagram or somewhere like what you think. And yeah, thank you so much, Anna. Yes. And all of Veronica's links will be in the show notes. So if you want to find her um, on Instagram, I believe she is with her roots um, or Veronica suck.com uh, is her website. So those will be in the show notes for all the lovely listeners. You got it. Thank you.
Thank you.